Welcome to Alvarado on Mac Action, a podcast that's all about Mac football and not Mac football. I'm Alex Alvarado. Happy Mother's Day. If you forgot that today is Mother's Day, you're you're SOL, man. If it took you an Alvarado on Maction podcast to realize that Mother's Day was not only around the corner, but you're on the corner right now. I'm sorry. You need to not listen today. You need to uh, help your mama out. But thank you for listening today. My name is Alex Alvarado. I'm your host bringing this podcast. I was going to get over it, get over what I was thinking that I didn't want to do. I was going to do an episode all about these are the 2022 recruits or not recruits, but prospects for the NFL draft that you need to watch and do one of those corny SEO headlined episodes, which it's still 100% totally in the cards. It's still May, but thankfully Buffalo had an incredibly quick turnaround on its head coaching search. They saw the writing on the wall. And they knew they knew Leopold was a heavy candidate to get the position down in Kansas to replace Les Miles after, I mean, hopefully you read the news, after all that stuff went down and has been rising up over the past, oh, a while. Buffalo made a hire like they were prepared to make the next hire. They didn't wait until their guy was officially out the door before they decided to take it seriously and figure out who they're going to have next. They had a few months to informally prepare for the position to reopen and hire a new coach in place of Lance Leopold to a spot that's not easy to fill in a good year. And then having to fill that in May, early May, I'm just glad that I was not the one that had to do that. But it seems like Buffalo made... And organized, and it looks like they made proactive steps into considering who should be the next coach. They could have gone many different routes. They ended up hiring Maurice Linguist, Coach Mo. He, you're going to see him nabbed as a co-defensive coordinator at Michigan, which he was. He spent the last few uh, few months there after he was the safeties coach. With the Dallas Cowboys, he unfortunately didn't, you know, didn't get to coach any games for Michigan or, you know, make any play calls for them there. But he's kind of had those sort of responsibilities throughout his career, as well as being a positions coach, really focused on the secondary. The things you're going to hear about Maurice Linguist, he's a great recruiter, young dude. He's about 20 years uh, younger than Lance Leipold. He's 37, turned 37 in April. But all those things about you about you reading about him being an ace recruiter, they're pretty true. I haven't read all the pieces in the world. I've only read, I don't know, probably seven articles in between his hiring and me hitting record on here. I do have a bunch of notes typed out. If you want to see a bunch of the players that linguist has recruited into whatever programs that he was coaching at at those times over the past uh whatever his coaching career started you can check that out all on the patreon notes 
I got his whole resume up there. I've got a list of, let's see, how many players is this? I've got a couple five stars to talk about. I've got 10 four stars to talk about. I've got 21 three stars to talk about. He even took a two-star commit early on in his college career, in his college coaching career, who is currently still playing and is a Super Bowl champion and was a guy that was just a two-star athlete with only one offer to his name, which is really, really cool. Linguist has a pretty good and impressive list of guys that he's brought into college programs, albeit at P5 institutions, which means that the numbers are going to be inflated a little bit. Obviously, when he's recruiting at Minnesota, when he's recruiting at Texas A&M, he's going to be more apt to get the blue chip guys. He's going to be more able to get guys that prefer prefer, mm, a P5 school over a G5 school a little bit easier. He can pick and choose what kind of athletes he wants when he's recruiting at those levels. I sort of wonder how it's going to translate to Buffalo. I think it's going to do a very good job. I think it's going to do I think he's going to do well for the better. I don't know how early we're going to see all of this though. Let me quickly read off his coaching experience to you though. Going from the earliest in his coaching years to the most recent, he didn't spend any more than really like three years at a time with any program, which sort of sucks. If you're a Buffalo fan, you kind of want to see a few of these jobs in his resume have more years stayed at one program at a time, right? But we're all Mac fans here. We all know this is a stepping stool step, stepping stool job, right? Like we all know that Leipold used this job to launch pad into his dream job, which is like Buffalo on cocaine, which is Kansas. Maurice Lung- Maurice Linguist, I could see this as a launching pad for him to hopefully do well in Buffalo. Take everything that I just said about what makes him pretty decent. I could see him landing back at Texas, the state that he grew up in. I could see him being a head coach at Texas or at Baylor, his alma mater. Um, man, I mean, I mean, I don't see Jimbo getting out of there. But thinking longer, longer term, I could see that being a possibility. If the Buffalo job pans out for Linguist, I could see a bunch of those southern Texas jobs being potential next destinations that he's really searching for because why wouldn't you want to go back home why wouldn't you want to go back south that's where so much of the talent is at he went to baylor graduated 2006 played at baylor was a strong safety got in 42 games made 24 starts was a big 12 honorable mention as a senior was ga at baylor spent three years at valdosta No, spent one year at Valdosta, spent three years at James Madison, spent a couple years at Buffalo right after that. In 2012, he was a Buffalo defensive backs coach. 2013, he was Buffalo's defensive pass game coordinator and defensive backs coach. So he already has some Buffalo experience. When Buffalo was looking for 
And this is me not talking to anybody. This is me doing zero journalism. This is me only reading on the internet. This is me only staying at home and not being a journalist about this and just kind of reading the writing on the internet's walls. Buffalo clearly preferred someone with not only coaching experience, not only having, you know, the upper echelon levels of leadership within coaching for the next guy to replace Leipold. But a familiarity with the area, a familiarity with the school, a familiarity with how to recruit guys into Buffalo, someone that already knows a little bit of the secret sauce that goes into recruiting at Buffalo, it's going to help. I want to say, I'm not looking at it right now, I want to say that 2013, I think that... As far as recruiting rankings goes for teams, I think the 2013 class is ranked higher than any of the Leopold recruiting classes. I believe that's true. I'm not going to double check that. That's your homework. But in 2013, he also got Naja Johnson to be a stud cornerback for the Bulls. Naja Johnson was a first-team LMAC corner in 2013. Naja Johnson walked on as a guy from Georgia at Buffalo. He was a former walk-on. Not only turned, I think he was like a three-year starter, but he also led his team, and I believe the Mac, in interceptions in back-to-back seasons. Naja Johnson didn't have a great pro career after that. I mean, I don't think he ever made for. I don't think he ever made to the NFL or anything like that. But that's creating something out of nothing. Took a defensive back that was a walk-on. Had him play at the top of his weight class at the best that he could. After a couple of years with Jeff Quinn's Buffalo. Went to Iowa State for a couple of years. Was a defensive backs coach one year. Pass game coordinator, defensive backs coach in 2015. Spent a year in Mississippi State. Spent a year in Minnesota. Spent two years at Texas A&M. Spent a season with the Dallas Cowboys in 2020. And obviously went to Michigan for a couple months. And now he's here in Buffalo. I shouldn't say here. I live in Michigan. He's over there. In a Rachel Lindsay article from the Buffalo News... Linguist is really, really popular amongst that 2013 and 2012 group. Six or seven guys have entered their names into the transfer portal ever since Leipold announced that he'd be leaving to Kansas, and rightfully so. I mean, it makes sense. That, that's what I was kind of expected. As soon as Ling- Linguist, or should I say Coach Mo, got there, Brandon Oliver, one of the best running backs in Buffalo history, the leading rushing running back of all time at the school. Uh, should be James Patterson, but you know how that goes. Corona, take a guy out early and all. Brandon Oliver told Jarrett Patterson, whose twin brother James is obviously still on the team and obviously has connections with guys that are in the transfer portal. He said, get your names out the damn transfer portal and play for this man. I knew this guy when I was 20, when I was 21, and I met him as a young positions coach when he was just, what, like 29 or something like that. 
and I knew one day he'd be a head coach, and he is. You need to get out of the portal and play for this man. Joe Licata said, quote, Coach Mo related to all of us. Everybody on the team had a really good relationship with him, and not just the defensive backs he was coaching. He played at a very high level himself at Baylor, and that got him a lot of the respect with the guys. You knew he cared about the players, about the guys, about the entire team. That made an impression on the team and on everyone in it. Uh, Lindsay goes on, Linguist's return to Western New York has already gotten a strong reception from staff members at UB to former players from Linguist coached at UB. Linguist will have the same goal he had and helped UB achieve when he was an assistant with the Bulls. Unify a group toward a common goal. Quote, quote, a lot of pieces came together that year and the players and staff had the same vision, said Redden. He's very disciplined, very organized, and is a movement type of skill set guy. He comes in with a lot of background knowledge of the game. Uh, going on to a former offensive lineman that that the Bulls had recruited and is going to be a freshman this year. I think Coach Mo brings a lot to the table, one of which is ability to recruit. He could most definitely bring in a class better than the one he just signed. Better than the one that just signed. As a younger guy, he'll be able to connect with us players a bit more, making the transition a bit smoother. So he's already earned some trust with, obviously, the UB alums. People in power, I I guess I would say, at UB. And guys that he just met. Guys that he barely met. But even the young guys are like, you know, first impression, thumbs up. Hopefully that lasts, but we remain, uh, we just got to wait and see how true all that's going to be. I think he's got a very, very, very good eye for talent. I mean, as you can see, had 12 blue chippers commit under his, you know, to his name. And this is information that's all coming from 247sports.com. A couple five stars, one at Texas State or Texas State, Texas A&M, one at Michigan. Got a bunch of four stars. He, even the three-star guys that he's getting to commit are really good. And a lot of these guys end up being draft picks too. And I'm just going to highlight some of the draft picks here on the podcast. If you want to read the entire list of guys with a bunch of notes on them, uh, do consider being a patron. I'll send you notes and you'll have availability to it if you're uh, catching this episode a day later or whatever. But some of the eventual draft picks that he got, I'm just going to go by like star order from top down. Linguist was one of the main guys, if not the main guy, for Minnesota to get Rashad Bateman, the eventual 27th overall draft pick this past, uh, you know, just this past draft a couple weeks ago. He was a four-star guy out of Georgia, a three-star guy that he got when he was at Mississippi State. Uh, came was like started his career out at Georgia, then made it through junior college. Uh, but Jonathan Abram was a high three star in 2019. He ended up being a, again the 27th overall draft pick, this time by the Oakland Raiders. Brian Cole, a safety who is from Michigan, actually uh, from Saginaw, went to U of M then went to East Mississippi Community College, then went to Mississippi State, 
him and Abram actually both came from junior colleges at the same time to go to the same Mississippi State uh, group, that same signing class. Brian Cole was the number one player in Michigan in 2015. Uh, by 2020, he ended up being a seventh-round draft pick, though. I believe he is still in the league. One of the guys that also made it to the league, and I'm going way down the list here, the guy I kind of told you about earlier, from Iowa State, currently known as Jamal Perry. You might have to Google search him as Jomal Wiltz. Had a name change, I believe, last August, this past August, something like that. Um, Texan, out of high school, went community college. Out of community college, went to Iowa State. I believe that was his only offer. Went undrafted in 2017. 2019 was a Super Bowl champion. Right now, he's still a cornerback with the Miami Dolphins. So he's got an eye for talent. And he's getting guys from Georgia. He's getting guys from Texas. I think those are his two biggest states. And I think if you're going to notice any sort of changes about where, like what states get represented on the Buffalo roster, we're probably going to see more of Georgia. You already see some Georgia on that roster. You're probably going to see more of it, or at least a continuation of it. Or probably just a better quality of players from Georgia. I would assume that at least. You're probably going to get some guys from Texas too. I don't know how many Texans you can get from Texas to go to Buffalo. I'm sure you can get at least a handful. I have no doubt in that. I don't know if you can get like five a class or ten a signing class. I don't know what the balance is going to be. I don't know what the balance between... That's going to be how much more Georgia you're going to be. I don't know how much Mo is going to want to consider coaching in the Midwest region. I don't know, how, not coaching, but recruiting. I don't know how much time he wants to spend doing that. I would assume, you know, he's got a little bit of a footprint in Michigan. I mean, like one of the guys that I just talked about. I mean, Brian Cole, he's from Michigan. Will Johnson, five-star corner that just committed a couple months ago to Michigan. He's from Gross Point, Michigan. Little bit of a footstep there. Little bit of a footstep in Ohio. But he does have to branch out a little bit more. And I think it's just something that he's just going to have to learn now that he's almost 40. He's going to have other guys that I don't know who he's going to hire in at this point. Don't even know who he's considering. Like, none at all. Hopefully we'll find that out when he's formally introduced on Monday. I don't know what kind of style he's going to go after as far as playbooks or anything like that. But I do know that he's got, he individually has a good footstep, good footprint in Texas and in Georgia. A little bit in the Midwest, he's starting to get known a little bit more. I'd like to see that get going more. I'd like to see him spend more time himself in the Midwest and build relationships there. In the long run, if he does end up, you know, let's say he wins a MAC title or two, gets them to a MAC, MAC championship game or two within three or four years of him spending time there. And I could see him being a, you know, candidate to take over one of the other P5 jobs. I don't know if it's an elite P5 or what. Next, out of state, he's going to have to take those recruiting pipelines with him. So him, individually... 
will have to build up more relationships across the states. He's got two of the important ones down. He's going to have to hit on some Florida guys too. But he's definitely, 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 definitely going to have to hit on some of the overlooked Midwesterners that want to come in and develop. And if you read a 538 piece that he was interviewed in by one Richard Johnson, a freelance college football writer who also does a great podcast, Split Zone Duo, which I would totally recommend you listen to. Reading some of the quotes, he doesn't try to reinvent any of the wheels. He just tries to, and I'm really oversimplifying, he's just trying to take what these players know and make them better at what they know. And then teach them a little bit what they don't know. He's just trying to make A students out of B students. He's just trying to take D students and make them into C plus students. He's just trying to make them better versions of what they are. Trying to take what they know, actualize them, be experts at what they already know, and have them be pretty damn aware of what they should also know next. Which is a lot to pack in when it comes to player development. But that is what it is at the end of the day. Not all these guys are going to make it to the league. But he can get them to play at the level that should get them to the league. You know, some of those Buffalo guys I just talked about, they're, you know, they're excited for him. But some of those guys that he coached. Whether or not they were his defensive backs, whether it's Khalil Mack, whether it's Stephen Means, those guys are still in the league. All right, and those two guys, Khalil Mack's obviously Khalil Mack. Stephen Means, you probably forgot about. He was a fifth round pick out of college, and he's still kicking it in the league. So I'm just going to leave you with, with five questions, and then we're just going to close this thing so you can enjoy the rest of your Mother's Day. One, how is Linguist going to fill out his coaching roster? Two, how is Linguist going to go about recruiting local? I mean, it kind of went over that. How is he going to balance that? How much time is he going to spend in Texas and Georgia? Kind of the same thing, but, I mean, he's got to balance it. Number four, what's his five-year outlook for, for UB? What's the five-year outlook for Linguist? Are both those guys still going to be together? Is he still going to be at that school in five years? Is it going to be in a good place in five years? Is Linguist going to bring them bring in great talent is he gonna put on good football games is there going to be a championship level uh mac east championship level football team out there even after leipold left and all that's going to be answered with this last one how quickly can linguist and the coaching staff to be uh install base packages for their playbooks it's May, man. You can send out PDFs all you want after this once they hire the coaches. It's May. This isn't like when summer practices roll around, when fall camp opens up, they're going to be learning stuff they should have known. Hopefully they don't try to... I don't think they're going to try to reinvent the wheel too much. It doesn't seem like that's uh, Coach Mo's MO. <laughs> but... I do wonder how all that's going to go, because it's not going to be a, a nice start. I don't think it's going to be easy. But I am excited for it. And I do thank you for listening to another episode of Elvrod on Maxion. Again, catch this podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Do this a couple times a week. I talk about new Mac football coaches like Coach Mo. Uh, I mean, shit. Just Mac stuff in general. Check out all the notes that I have for this episode, more than what you've heard on this podcast will be in this notes. That's kind of a running thing. I just treat it like a newsletter, more or less. 
so do check out my patreon for that and i do have some other announcements i just don't want to say it right now i'll probably say them all on the wednesday episode so make sure you're subscribed for that thank you again for listening and have a great 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 mother's day